At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is the nightcap here on VSIM, live from Circa. I'm Jeff Parle. Sean King here as well. One week down. Absolutely. Many to go, Sean King. Yeah, best week of my life. <laughs> best week of my life. Hey, look. Uh, I got uh, to spend uh, it with Tim and Jeff. Hey, look, uh, that, that you may be the first person ever to say that about spending time with me, but uh, I'll take it there, Hey, Sean. 2021 is all about first. There you go. <laughs> Got a great show lined up for everyone here tonight. Uh, Jeff Benson from right behind us. Uh, he's behind the, the desk uh, there at Circa. He'll be with us at 745 local time, 1045 on the East Coast. Sam Monson, uh, pro football focus at the top of the next hour. And then Kenny White, who Sean King is all in on right now. because He followed him on Twitter. Yeah, that's my guy now. With us a little We're bit besties. after midnight Eastern time. Uh, talking college football with Sean. But uh uh, Sean, let's just, let's just dive right in. You have a, a whole collection of bets. My only bet of the night is going to lose. I took the Phillies on the run line against the Reds. That's mm-hmm. going to go down tonight. Okay. Uh, but uh, you have a whole collection of stuff that's still live. Well, I right have now. a really, really interesting bet tonight where I tried to really steal a lot of value. I actually mm-hmm. took the Diamondbacks minus one and a half. Reverse run line. Plus 310 juice. And then I took the Astros. Minus one and a half. It's a nice little payout if it comes through. We'll see. I think the Padres are struggling right now without Tatis trying to find ways to score runs. And, you know, the Diamondbacks have been competitive. So, uh, hopefully it goes my way. Diamondbacks and Padres no score right now. Astros and Angels no score. That's right. As they play in the second inning uh, there in Anaheim. Again, Zach Greinke on the mound tonight for Houston uh, Sandoval. Uh, getting the ball for the Angels. He's looked pretty solid so far right now. Uh, essentially a pick at DraftKings, minus 120 
on the Strohs, minus 110 on the Angels. We have more football tonight, Sean. And, we do. And we'll, uh, we'll go with the game that's just about underway because you can still get your bets in right now on the Cowboys and the Cardinals. And we've seen late action on the total more than anything here, Sean. Uh, on your screen, you saw it was as high as 40 on the total. You ain't getting that anymore. <laughs> 37 and a half consensus right now on the total. Uh, Cardinals laying two and a half now, two is the more consensus number, but there are some two and a halves out there as well now. Well, just, do you believe in Colt McCoy? I mean, Colt McCoy is going to get the majority of snaps for the Cardinals. And if you like Colt McCoy, if you think he's a guy that could be a middle-of-the-pack starter, then I think the Cardinals are a good play. You know, but remember, the Cowboys at some point in this game are going to run out the nooch. The Nuccio's <laughs> coming in the game, baby. <laughs> Gucci, Gucci Danucci hey, there. Hey, man, hey, fireworks are going to happen one way or the other. So it's going to be an exciting second half. That I do know. Well, look, uh, the one thing with, with, with Ben Danucci, of course, who we saw last year in that Sunday night the game Nooch. against the Eagles. And it was a football game. That's all I'll say it there, was. Sean. But it uh, it's kind of like, like a more extreme version of, and again, Jameis two years ago, his last season in Tampa, the one thing I loved about that season from Jameis Sean was legitimately anything could happen on any play. Absolutely. He either could throw an 80-yard touchdown or he could throw the worst pick six that you've ever seen in your life. And you're kind of getting that with Danucci, but you're probably not seeing any 80-yard touchdowns for Ben Danucci. No offense to, <laughs> to, to, to Gucci Danucci there, you're Sean. You're obviously not in the Nooch fan club. I get it. <laughs> uh, so that one gets going momentarily in the, uh, the Valley of the Sun there in Glendale in the Big Toaster. So we'll be ready to go there. Again, Cardinals 2.5, 37.5, your, consi- your uh, consensus total as they go right now. The other two games in the NFL that happened earlier tonight, uh, still going on in Atlanta, just the finishing touches being put on by Tennessee. 23-3, uh, Titans all over the Falcons and Arthur Smith's first game as a head coach. Uh, Tennessee actually closed the 2.5-point underdog, so a very – Smooth sailing victory if you took the dog, Tennessee, there, Sean. I'm going to say this. We saw a lot of A.J. McCarron tonight, and uh, Matt Ryan should stay healthy. <laughs> well, uh, we, we did not see Ryan Tannehill tonight on the Tennessee side. We saw, like, again, this is a really great night because for the casual NFL fan, you figure out where all the backup quarterbacks went. Right. And I'm guaranteeing you there are people that turned on that Tennessee-Atlanta game and are like, Wait a second, Matt Barkley's a Titan now? <laughs> Matt Barkley threw a touchdown, Logan Woodside uh, threw a touchdown as well. The nightcap, we're all here, Sean and I, Jeff Parles, coming up next here on the It is the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. He is Sean King. Hey, it's hey, look, I, I gotta I gotta tell you, Sean. Last night was fun. Tonight's going to be, as Matthew Barnaby, was it Banksy or Barnaby that said funner last night? I think it was, it Banks. was Banks. It was Banksy who said funner. Yeah, he, he brought out his Canadian <laughs> dictionary. Uh, we have three NFL games tonight. Okay. Two that are in the fourth quarter late. Uh, the Titans are going to beat the Atlanta Falcons. The It's just a matter of will that game stay under the closing total tonight, which was 37 and there are 26 points with a minute 13 to go at 23 to 3. If you lose that under, that's a pretty bad loss there, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. I don't take unders in football. It's over or nothing on the total for me. In Buffalo and Detroit, late drama right now in Motown. Bills in field goal range, 30 seconds to go. 
going in for the lead. It's 15-13 Detroit. The Lions tonight closed two-point favorites. We're currently sitting on two right now, Sean. Total closed 36-and-a-half, so I'm more than likely, unless a Buffalo springs a touchdown, which they're setting up for the field goal to win this thing, this game's going to stay under. Hey, hey, shout out to who's making the spreads. I mean, he's been right on in the preseason <laughs> so far. Well, the, well, again, we saw last night Washington football team in New England where it was on two, and then uh, Ramondre Stevenson said uh, – uh, forget your spread and went 91 yards and Facts. covered all the numbers yes. uh, for New England. So, uh, uh, look, this is, uh, this is preseason football. Sharp betters love betting it because there's more advantages because you actually know game flow a little bit better than you do in a regular season game, Sean. I just, it's not my area of expertise. You can't be, <laughs> you can't be great at everything. Hey, look, we're th- four weeks away. Right. Less than four weeks away now to when your Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Dallas Cowboys on opening night in uh, Raymond James Stadium. By the way, quick update in Queens. Is that a, is that a tie game now? In, uh, I think it's 4-3. In New York? Yeah, I think it's 4-3. 4-3. So yeah. runners on the corners now for the Mets after an inning with multiple blue pits yeah. for the Mets to get back uh, in this thing against the Dodger bullpen. Not good for your bet there, Sean. Yeah, it's still got innings left. The Mets... Don't have a great bullpen either. Yeah, the Mets have... Uh, They're not as bad as the Yankees, but they don't have a great <laughs> Well, they, the Yankee bullpen uh, did everybody in a night ago in uh, in uh, in the corn in Iowa. This is true. Uh, so, uh, also, too, uh, Sean, I want to get back to that Buffalo and Detroit game because I want right. to look at the Bills a little bit further because Josh Allen last year played at a level that I don't think a lot of people thought he could ever get to in the league. Mm-hmm. And he was... A legitimate MVP candidate. If it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers arguably having his best season ever and, honestly, Patrick Mahomes existing, Allen might have won the award last year. As you see on your screen, the progression that you hope for when you draft a rookie quarterback by year three, the Bills got it. Not good first year, Sean. Low completion percentage, more interceptions than touchdowns. Year two, better. Still a low completion percentage. But last year, Sean, Nearly 70% completion percentage, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, over 4,500 yards passing, and, of course, can use his legs as good as anyone. And, and, it, and you got to give credit to him for working on his game. But mm-hmm. I'll say this, and I alluded to it yesterday on the show with you, it was the lack of expectations that allowed him to become a good player. Okay. No one was critiquing him from game to game in year one. It just was go out, find something you're comfortable at, let's get good at it, Let's start exposing him to things maybe he's uncomfortable at and take our time in developing him into the player he became in year three. In year two, he still was very inconsistent. He still was far from a finished product, yet no one was running around talking about he was a bust because Buffalo didn't have expectations. And I think that's very important with young quarterbacks. The opportunity to get to play and not have the actual win-loss record of the team impact and be a large part of your evaluation. Well, I'm happy you brought that up because remember in in, in Allen's rookie year, week one in Baltimore, uh, Nathan Peterman got the start, and it was one of the most embarrassing performances you're ever going to see from an NFL team. 41-3 was the final of that game. Allen actually got in because Peterman, I think, got hurt Mm -hmm. in that game. And then week two against the Chargers, Vontae Davis retired at halftime, that whole fiasco. (laughs) Uh, but but you bring up a really good point, because at least in that rookie season, the Bills were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the Absolutely. NFL. And they exceeded expectations. They won six games. 
they were plus 450 to make the playoffs in 2019, mm-hmm. which I, I was fortunate enough to actually have a small little piece of that year. Uh, but remember, everyone under obviously undervalued when you're plus 450. You have no expectations going right. into that year to make the playoffs. And Buffalo made the playoffs. And the first time everyone really had eyes on Allen was, in the was that playoff yeah. game against Houston where he was all over the map. Yeah, great, F- terrible, terrible, Firing great. laterals in the two-minute drive. <laughs> just very, very bizarre performance. And, 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 the, and the ridiculous part about that game was if Deshaun Watson doesn't make one of the best plays you're ever going to see in that overtime, yeah. Buffalo might have actually still won that game. Absolutely. Sean. And now, of course, you said a year three. The expectations were up for Buffalo. They were uh, New England didn't have Tom Brady anymore. The Bills were a slight, slight favorite to win the AFC East last year. And, of course, they get to the AFC title game for the first time since Jim Kelly was playing quarterback <laughs> for the Bills. But here's what I'm going to ask you, Sean. And, I, and I've said this on the air, and, 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 and Tim gave me a little flack for this. But Josh Allen went to Wyoming. Right. Where you can fly under the radar in Laramie. They're especially on, early. Especially early. Yeah. And when they find out you're in Laramie, it's because you've done something significant. Right, right. right. Well, other, other than the fact that Laramie is the highest yeah. elevation of any D1 school, <laughs> there's not much else going for Laramie there. I actually there. called, not to cut you off, Wyoming, Nebraska. In Laramie? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Well, my alma mater, Missouri, had a very famous loss in Laramie a few years ago. It's actually uh, a nice little quaint little spot. So, but back to where, where I was going here. Not a lot, not huge crowds at those games. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen last year, there were no fans in the stands in home games in Buffalo until the playoffs. Right. The majority of, of his games last year had no fans in the stands. And I think for most players, having the fans back this year will work in their advantage. I'm not certain that's going to be the case with Allen because it's arguably his three worst games of the season last year. Playoffs. There were fans in the stands in Buffalo. Small amount, but they were back in the building. The Baltimore playoff game, Buffalo's defense won that game with the pick six. Allen did not have the greatest game in that one as well. And then an arrowhead, that was a mess of a game from Allen, and that was the biggest crowd that he saw all year. Am I crazy for thinking that the crowds being back may impact Allen in a, in a negative light this year? I don't think you're crazy, but I think he, at this point in his career, he's comfortable in his own skin. And I think it may impact the Bills and all other visiting teams because now audibling, changing plays, the communication part is much more difficult because of the crowd noise where you didn't have to endure any of that last year. But he's okay with failure now. I think he's tried a lot of things, you know, from an ad-lib standpoint. He's a lot like Big Ben Roethlisberger in the way that they play the game. You know, he's probably more athletically gifted than Ben, but getting outside of the pocket, being a big guy that's hard to sack, you know, having a huge arm, being to make a lot of throws. So he's comfortable in who he is right now, and I think you're going to see great things from him. The thing that stood out to me for Buffalo tonight was they made a concerted effort to try and run the ball, and they were very effective running the football mm-hmm. today. And that's yes. something that's only going to help them. Well, and, that, and, and I, I don't remember if it was you that tweeted it or someone else tweeted it tonight, Sean. That run game, which was – Mostly non-existent a year especially ago. In the playoffs. It, especially it in the playoffs. Especially in the playoffs. Non-existent. It, it completely non-existent against Baltimore. Uh, but but if you get an, a real semblance of a run game, already knowing that Allen's legs are a big attribute, Sean. And 
Look, the, if you look at the AFC East odds right now, Buffalo's a big favorite. They're minus 160. They're mm-hmm. minus 170 to repeat as AFC East champions, and they should be. They're much better than Miami and, and New England on paper, and the Jets are still a few years away from really being in uh, in shape to compete. Minus 150 right now at DraftKings on the Bills. But if they get a run game, to me that pushes them from, all right, they win a weak division, maybe win a playoff game, go out in the second round after getting to the title game to, okay, this team can legitimately compete to make it to the Super Bowl in L.A. Especially considering that they're in the AFC. And yes. so you're even if you're on the road, you have to assume when you look at who's going to be in the playoffs that the majority of those games are going to be in cold-weather locations. Mm-hmm. And run game travels. And you can run the football effectively. You can do that when it's cold, when it's hot, when it's raining. You know, and I think that's something they were missing in the playoffs was having balance on offense. Most uh, last year, uh, of course, Buffalo played the two home games in the playoffs at Kansas City. At Kansas City's probably going to be a likely destination. Most likely. Kansas City, Tennessee. Don't be cold everywhere. Sean, let's face it. Kansas City's going to be a destination for everyone in the AFC for at least the next 10 years anyway. It's like in the AFC, wherever you're going in (laughs) December, it's freezing. Yes. Well, well, unless. For the most part, unless the Raiders. Unless the Raiders or the Chargers. Chargers, right. And no one is, is. Saying that, not right expecting now. that. Yeah, uh, Chargers. They're ex- probably coming to you if they make the playoffs. Yes, and that's a big advantage if Buffalo gets the Chargers right. in Western New York as opposed to SoFi Stadium. I want to go back to Josh Allen props here real quick, uh, Sean, uh-huh. because his passing total right now at DraftKings for yardage is basically on what he did last year mm-hmm. in 15 games and a quarter last year. He only played that first quarter, Week 16, mm-hmm. against Miami. Uh, Four thousand. 550 and a half on the passing yardage, 34 and a half passing touchdowns, which is two and a half lower than what he did a year ago. Uh, we'll take those passing ones first, uh, Sean. What, what are your thoughts on those two before we make our way down the board here? Well, here's an interesting thing. They can be a better team and his statistics go down. Mm-hmm. We just were talking about adding balance of being able to effectively run the ball. That's less pass attempts. You know, a lot of those attempts were – you know, because they couldn't run the ball, and it was kind of Josh Allen or bust, you know, for the Bulls at t- uh, Bulls Bills at times last year. So I want to see a couple more preseason games. I know they only have two left, but very interested from a philosophical standpoint. Are they going to try and really concentrate early in the season on being able to run the football and, and utilize that avenue to win games, which will help make them a better team in the playoffs? If that happens, statistically, he's probably going to go down a little bit. Well, and, and keep in mind, too, with Kansas City's Super Bowl year, that was, I know Mahomes had the injury mixed in, but that was the worst statistical season Mahomes has had of the three so yeah. far. So you can see where those stats go down, but it ends up being a net game for the team. Like you said, that run game, non-existent a year ago, non-existent in the playoffs. You get that in Western New York, it's going to be tough uh, to really slow down his offense. And you look at the rest of Allen's props here, Sean, uh, you see rushing yards, 480 and a half, eight rushing touchdowns. Ten and a half interceptions. Uh, if you're going into those markets we talked about last night, plus 850 to have the most passing yards, and plus 750 to have the most passing touchdowns. The ten and a half interceptions is intriguing to me. And so far, he's been 11, nine, and ten. Mm-hmm. Those from an interception standpoint, it's three years. Uh, 12, nine, ten. 12, nine, ten. I think it looks about right. You know that number. That number feels right. The the one thing that I actually again, I would go under. On Allen at ten and a half, even with the extra game, with the thought that the run game is going to be more effective this year than it was a year ago, so less opportunities late in the game, 
And also, too, one other thing, Sean, if their traditional run game is more effective, that's only going to make Josh Allen's legs more lethal to defense. Absolutely. The 10.5 on the interception, it's one of those things where I said he's comfortable in his own skin. He has no concerns whatsoever with being benched. But he also plays a kind of kamikaze type of quarterback. So there's going to be some regression from a turnover standpoint, whether it be fumbles lost or more interceptions, just because of the style of play he has. So I think that number's about right. Uh, If I was forced to take, I'd probably go over thinking that he might get too aggressive at times, you know, especially if his attempts are down. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And, and, and two, just looking at that receiving card, look. And you can only it, run to your left and throw right. So many times. So many times. Sean, Sean the, the one thing I will ask you, though, is how much of what we saw from Stephon Diggs last year, mm-hmm. how much of that is replicable? Because that was a historically good season for a Buffalo wide receiver a year ago. Alex Moles, uh, and they had some guys come. They, 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 they had the guy. They had guys on on those teams that made yeah, the four straight Super Bowl. Eric Moles, yeah, as Eric, you said, Eric, not Alex. Yeah. Eric Moles. Yeah, I mean they've had some guys. I think, like you said, since Jim Kelly, this is by far the best quarterback in mm-hmm. my opinion. Oh, so, that's not close. I mean, when you have a quarterback like this, it's easy to play wide receiver. You just have to do your job, and he's going to put the ball there. So I wouldn't be surprised if Stefan has, you know, the same production from a statistical standpoint. You know, he's a guy that's been around the league for a long time. You know, he has a lot of experience. He understands how to be a pro, you know, so he's going to get his numbers. Diggs last year, 127 receptions led the league in that category, 1,500 yards. Kind of surprised he only had eight touchdowns. It felt like the last month of the season he was scoring a touchdown every single week. And, again, it's about how many attempts does he have in the red zone? Are those balls going Mm -hmm. to Stephon Diggs? Are they throwing to the tight end? Are they checking down to the back? Is there a slot receiver that excels in confined spaces? But here's why I love Stefan. Here's why, you know, let's let me put you up on game on why elite receivers are elite. Mm-hmm. Two reasons. They can get off press coverage and they make contested catches. That's where the elite guys separate themselves and their numbers are always consistent because you can't press them because they, they can beat press coverage and they make the contested catches. Every receiver in the NFL can run a route against zone coverage and catch the ball if no one's around him. The great ones, the ones that are elite statistically, are the ones that can do those two things. Sean, I, th- I think you'd have no problem throwing to Stephon Diggs. Absolutely. I think you'd have no problem whatsoever there. Uh, quick update in Arizona. Uh, it's looking like a preseason game so far. Let- let's just say that. The Cardinals, third play of the game, completion to Max Williams, fumbled it in midfield. Dallas recovered. And then Garrett Gilbert threw three straight passes that weren't, e- weren't even near wide receivers. So <laughs> that one's well underway. No score there in the Valley of the Sun between the Cardinals and the Cowboys. When we get back, Sean and I are going to update you on everything that's going on. Did the Bills pull it out in Detroit? Let's do it. We'll tell you if the Bills pulled it out in the opener of the preseason. Dan Campbell's first game as a head coach as well for the Lions. That more next on the Nightcap on v At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Barles. He, Super Bowl champion, self, Sean King, breaking out the moves on a Friday night. Hey, man, what's something? Hey, look. Uh, something, hey, something. The weekend is almost here. R- rather you breaking it down than me. That's all I'll say. You could dance. I'm not well. See, dancing is about mindset. If your mind says that what you're doing is in rhythm, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. All right. Yeah. All right. That's why everybody loves to dance, because it's really just you and the music. Like, you just got to be able to block <laughs> everyone else out. I, I'm living by that motto going forward. That's right. 100%. Don't worry about all the people laughing. They're not laughing at you. They're you laughing know? with yeah, me. Somebody told a funny joke. <laughs> uh, quick updates. We'll start in football. So, the Cowboys ended up getting getting a drive into the red zone. Fourth and three at the 21. Mike McCarthy keeps the offense on the field. Let's see what Garrett Gilbert has. Incomplete pass. So the Cardinals take over on a turnover on downs. No score in Arizona. Halfway home in the first quarter. Kyler Murray not playing tonight. Uh, So uh, it is backups galore there in Arizona. Of course, Dak is still battling that shoulder strain. I'll be honest, and I I mentioned this to you earlier. If I was a starter and – Coach asked what I thought. I'd want to play a little bit in all three games. Okay. Rather than not play and then play a whole lot and then not play again. So what do you think, what do you think teams are going to do now? Because we, we are seeing it basically split down the middle this year where 
you're seeing a lot of the young the young guys, the mm-hmm. rookies, are going to play. Mm-hmm. The non-rookies, uh, you didn't see Ryan Tannehill at all tonight. Uh, in, in Atlanta, you didn't see Matt Ryan right. at all. You didn't see Josh Allen in Detroit at all tonight. Neither, again, Dak is battling an injury. Obviously not there. Kyler Murray not playing. We did see Cam Newton last night for New England. We saw Ryan Fitzpatrick for Washington. We know Justin Herbert's not going to play. Brian, uh, Brandon Staley said that yesterday. I, it, it's just going to be very interesting to see what team looks better in week one, the teams that don't play their guys at all or the teams that actually do play their guys this preseason. Yeah, and here's what's interesting. This is a new aspect of the 17-game season for yes. all 32 teams. So I think you're going to see a lot of individuality with how this goes. But at some point, your ones have to play to halftime and get that body used to coming out of halftime, you know, playing that second half. So are you going to do that game two? Is it going to be game three? From an evaluation standpoint, your roster cuts, your decisions. Right. As you get down to the 53, have you given the young guys enough opportunities to prove what they can do? So there's some nuance to this preseason, and I think you're going to see teams kind of trying to figure it out. You know, what works and what doesn't work. You would imagine, Sean, that most teams, if they're going to do a quote-unquote dress rehearsal this year, it'd have to be in the second one instead of the third one because usually that final week of the preseason, especially now that roster cuts all happen after the preseason ends as opposed to being bit by bit throughout the preseason, you would imagine that that third week is, all right, we have to see what we have in all these young guys. They're going out and playing the whole game. We're going to find out. I think it's going to be different from team to team, but we'll see. Let's uh, let's update some baseball here. Uh, let's start let's start with a game where Sean King was very right on Miami and Chicago. Listen, if the Cubs are playing the Las Vegas like a AAU team, sixteen and under, <laughs> take the Las Vegas AAU team. The be, Cubs be, be, are bet awful. the U sixteens. Uh, this game somehow started at at seven oh five local time in Miami. They just finished the sixth inning. It's ten thirty local time in right. Miami right now. 14 to 5, the Marlins lead. I'm all for it. I had Marlins and over. Oh, seven and a half total. Marlins were actually favored in this game with Lazardo. Uh, but when you score 11 runs in the second inning, you're usually going to be all right. Bro, these are two of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. I don't know how the total was seven and a half. I don't know either. Because <laughs> Alzale has been, Alzale has had some good starts mixed in, but a lot of those from the Marlins? No, uh, no the, uh, That's the, the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs. Early in the year, but the one thing with Azale is he can't keep the ball in the ballpark. Right, he gives up home runs, and then the Marlins starter just got like he was pitching underhand up in uh, at Coors in his last start. <laughs> hey, Lazardo, Lazar- not like Lazardo pitched well either. Five innings, five earned. Right. Just when you get in the, when you get such a cushion, you I can give up a few you runs. Odds makers, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, other other finals. Uh, we'll go finals in baseball here. We'll start in Philly. Zach Wheeler got roughed up a little bit today. I, I had an idea this would happen. I didn't touch that game, mm-hmm. you know, but he went, uh, you don't really see starting pitchers pitching complete games anymore. No. And in his previous start, he pitched a complete game. I thought there might be a little ag- regression, but, you know, I'm not a huge Reds guy, so I left it alone. 6 1, the final. Reds win it. Joey Votto homered again. Three homer, yeah, man. Joey, Va- Joey Votto, if the Reds somehow make the playoffs as a second wild card, I wouldn't count on it. Joey Votto has a legitimate argument to win the NL MVP. When we come back, we're going to Detroit. We're going to Atlanta. We're looking at those preseason games next here on the Nightcap. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time to huddle up with the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guide now that the NFL preseason is underway. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Guides only $20, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college guides. Reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now, VSIN.com. Slash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on Visa, and I'm Jeff Parles. He is Sean King, the man with rhythm, as always. In your mind, baby, it's in your mind. <laughs> Let's uh, go back into the games that already finished in the NFL tonight, Sean. Okay. Two of them. Let's start in Atlanta, which we saw a lot of A.J. McCarron, which I, I would say Matt Ryan. Please stay healthy if Atlanta's going to have, have any chance uh, to be relevant this year. 
Titans win the game 23-3. They were an underdog. Easy cash if you took them on the money line. Game stays under the total. There are some ugly, ugly quarterbacking numbers from Atlanta. A.J. McCarron was the better of the two quarterbacks tonight. 5-12, 36 yards and interception, and that's the better numbers. Because Felipe Franks, he did have one 52-yard run mixed in there. Mm-hmm. But you take away that 52-yard run, three carries for 24 yards, not, not too shabby, not bad. But the passing numbers for Felipe Franks were rough. Two of nine for 16 for Mr. Franks there tonight. The alarming thing, and I don't overreact, you know, when a quarterback plays bad in the preseason, it happens. But if you're an Atlanta fan, the alarming thing was the pass protection or mm-hmm. lack thereof. You know, uh, A.J. and Felipe were under duress, you know, for – the majority of the time they were in the game, and, and that's something that would worry me because Matt's not the most mobile guy. Like, if you protect Matt Ryan and keep the pocket clean, I mean, he's really effective, but, you know, he's not a guy that's going to extend a lot of plays and make a lot of plays with his feet. So it's something Atlanta has to figure out how to shore up. Well, it, it wasn't just the passing game. It was the run attack, too. If you take out that long 52-yard run, the rest of the, t- the rest of the way for Atlanta, 19 carries, 65 yards. That's a sh- shade under three and a half a carry. That's not going to get it done. Yeah, it's not. We'll see. Now, uh, in Atlanta's defense, they, they're, real, game, they're, real pieces, yeah. they're real pieces were not a part Correct. of tonight's <laughs> puzzle. But, I mean, you want your guys to play good. You want your team to be confident, you know, so it'll be interesting next week, you know, does it look different, you know, when the everyday guys get in the game. Titans, really, not much to really speak of tonight. Uh, Matt Barkley, Did your they backup. play anybody? I don't think A.J. Who no, the, the, I'm just going through this, yeah. and I pride myself Barry, on Henry, knowing no guys. Played. The only guy that I know was there last year that played somewhat a time who played was Cameron Batson. Right. And even Cameron Batson barely played last yeah. year. So I will say this. Uh, there were a couple young players that I saw in the two games, uh, specifically for Detroit, the mm-hmm. kid from Southern Cal. St. Brown. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, he had a really, really good game. I thought Jared Goff looked really comfortable. Now, they didn't produce a lot of points, but he looked effective. He looked like he was comfortable running that system. So, you know, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for Detroit. You know, we'll see how they go from here. But I did see some positives for them on offense. The Bills did end up winning that game, by the way. 16-15, the, the final. Field goal? field goal good. Nice. Uh, with 15 seconds to go uh, Tyler, ba- I'm surprised that the Bills just didn't have, like, a second kicker on the roster just in case of, like, Bass were to get hurt. But uh, not surprisingly, after a really good rookie year a year ago, Tyler Bass made all of his kicks tonight, including the game winner and from 47 yards. Because a lot of times, offensively, you're going to stall in the red zone. And, and having an effective guy that can come in and put points up is huge. The Bills tonight did not play Josh Allen. They did not play Stephon Diggs. They didn't really play any of their main wide receivers. They did play Devin Singletary, though. He did, and he was in the game for a while. Yeah, eight carries for 42 yards, so a lot of work I want to say he caught a touchdown pass in either the late second or in the third. Yeah, so he played quite a bit. Yeah, so Singletary played a lot. Matt Breida also now there, had 10 carries. Not effective, 10 carries for 27 yards. But uh, quarterbacking-wise, MVP Mitch. Mitchell Trubisky, one of two, 10 yards. Now is the newly minted backup there in Buffalo. Fromm and Webb actually, based off the numbers, not too bad. Combining 19 to 29, no turnovers and a touchdown between the two of them. Hey, listen, it's very interesting. Some guys fail forward. You know, Mitchell failed at Chicago and ended up somewhere where he didn't even have to play to solidify the backup spot. Well, he's, he, look, he's going to be a totally reasonable backup quarterback. 
unless he has the play. Well, isn't that the case at all backups? No, though? not at all. Not at all. And it or, or good, or and good and I've, I've always kind of like had this issue with, you know, how people design their rosters. And one of the things that's always kind of gotten under my skin a little bit is you look around the league, there are a lot of backup quarterbacks that, I mean, you would absolutely be okay with them playing multiple games. Absolutely yeah. not. I was going the opposite way. Oh, you're way. going the other like way. You would, <laughs> the fan base would have complete trepidation if this guy has to actually get in the game. There are a lot more of those guys backing up than there are guys, okay, okay if something happened to our starter, this guy, Teddy Bridgewater, let's say he's the backup in Denver. Right. You have no, you have no issue problem whatsoever. If Jacoby, Teddy has, Br- Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett, Brissett in Miami. Right, certain yeah. guys, right, Tyrod Taylor, certain guys, there's a lot of guys now that gets hurt or something's wrong with their shoulder. And uh, Garrett Gilbert, yikes. I mean, he's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Like, who, who? If Matt it, Ryan gets hurt and AJ McCarron <laughs> going in the game, I'll ask you this: If though. Josh Allen gets hurt and Mitchell Trubisky's going in the game, I mean, this is—it's interesting. Like sometimes the decision making that goes into, you know, hey, they get paid more than me to do it, so we'll see. Right now, who's the backup? Best backup in the NFL? Ooh. If you're going through the Sean. Since we're on it, because look, we're going to see a lot of backup play in this uh, in this preseason. Okay, let me think about this one for a second. Come back to me on this one. Let okay, I'll, I'll come back. Well, because I want to actually think this through. Because and there's on. some where we don't know. We don't know who the starter in Denver is. So, so the early game tomorrow, the one o'clock Eastern game, is Miami at Chicago. Okay, where the Bears are the biggest favorite of the weekend, up to three and a half points right now. Mm-hmm. If Justin Fields is the backup. To Andy Dalton at I the beginning give him of the year. Designation until he plays. You can't give him the designation as of, the uh, best backup until he no, plays. No, I was going to say oh. I wasn't going to say it because oh. I, I think the best backup in the NFL actually is in that game on Miami's side. I think Jacoby Brissett's the best backup quarterback in the NFL. I like Jacoby. I don't know if he's done it enough to give him best. Right. I think he's a guy you wouldn't have a problem playing. You know, if something happened to Tua, but I wouldn't say best. I'm thinking about this through the break. Okay, good, good. You're going to have some time, Sean, because Jeff Benson's going to be with us next. Uh, Of course, uh, right behind us, uh, works for Circus Sports. We're going to get an update on the Survivor Contest, and we're going to, again, push Sean King towards getting an entry in the Survivor. You're going, okay. So we don't even have to do any more more pushing there on Sean, and we're going to let that marinate. Who does Sean King think is the best backup quarterback in the NFL? And that will help you these next few weeks in the preseason. Jeff Benson with us next here on the Nightcap on Visa. Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Sean King. And now with us at the far side of the desk. The man, the myth, the legend. Jeff Benson. Thanks of, for having uh, me on, Of guys. course, uh, the sportsbook operations manager right behind us. Pretty, you have a pretty nice setup here for work, Jeff. It's not too bad. Just the world's largest three-story sports book. <laughs> and then when you pair that with Stadium Swim, uh, it's great viewing experience uh, for some preseason football. Yeah, it, it, gets, it gets the job done, and you bring up the preseason football. Multiple games tonight, big slate tomorrow on the Saturday. Has there, was there anything tonight that stood out behind the counter for you, and at least for tomorrow as well? 
Yeah, I mean, for us tonight, uh, the big decision was uh, in the Lion game. Uh, Derek was rooting against his hometown Lions there. So uh, Bill's late field goal for us uh, was a nice little swing for the house. But uh, kind of as we work our way into a big slate tomorrow, it uh, should be fun to get some people down here on Saturday. And, uh, you know, like I said, first week of preseason football. Uh, I, th I certainly think, uh, you know, people have the uh, football juices flowing again. And, uh, you know, you can learn a lot about these backups and, uh, you know, people getting ready for, uh, you know, week one and kind of making their power ratings and numbers. And I'll be honest, if you have not been to Circa and seen the sports book here, I mean, it is the best sports book in the entire continental U.S. I'm not saying this because Jeff is here, but it's clean. The people are friendly. They treat you like you're somebody, no matter if you're betting $5 or if you're betting 50000 Food is great. The drinks are good. I'm just telling you, you guys have a wonderful thing going here. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. I mean, uh, all credit to Derek Stevens, who's our CEO and owner. Big D! Uh, Big D, yeah. he. Uh, a lot of everything that you're looking at behind us here on camera was, uh, you know, his concept. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're in the first uh, new hotel and casino in downtown Las Vegas in 40 years. And, you know, to be a part of uh, helping to run the world's largest three-story sports book and, you know, really giving back to the players in the industry and, uh, you know, trying to be a net positive and, you know, establish those relationships with, you know, people who are betting $5 or people who are betting 50000 You know, that's kind of really what we're, we're trying to do here. Jeff, uh, I just going into that fact that the $5 or the 50000 and you look at preseason football from your perspective behind the counter, it's, it, it's an avenue where a lot of sharper betters get involved in heavy ways, and you see pretty significant line movement very quickly on these preseason games. Just just talk about the process on booking a preseason game versus how you would book a regular season. Yeah, I mean, obviously the NFL is the most efficient market in the world. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when you look at the preseason, it's kind of akin to the NFL draft uh, in the sense that it's, it's more information-based. You know, when you hear these coaches come out and say, you know, we're going to play our starters X amount of quarters, uh, or, or, and you kind of look at some of these backups. You know, when you look at certain teams that have two, three, four uh, NFL uh, quarterbacks who have played before and have experience, you know, for some of these teams that don't have any experience or, you know, are facing guys who are rookies, you know, I think there's a big drop-off when you look at the first and second stringers versus the third and fourth stringers. So I think uh, it's not necessarily about what happens on the field, like uh, per se, when, when it goes into making the numbers on the front end. Uh, I, I think a lot of it would be information-based, you know, the coaches uh, coming out and, and talking about rotations and things like that. And then obviously as you work your way into the preseason uh, and you get a couple games under or under your belt and you see some of these tendencies, whether it's run pass, uh, you know, how long they're going to play starters and things like that, then you can really, uh, you know, orchestrate your numbers around some of the stats and, and things like that. Jeff Benson with us right now here on the nightcap on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parlson for Tim Murray, Sean King, completing week number one of many. Here on the I think program, I'm dress up as Darren Banks for Halloween. <laughs> That's what I think. Well, again, you Banksy was in with us last night, Jeff, and Banksy invented a new word last night, the word funner, which was very, very well done by Banksy last night. I, I just left Bar Canada. I was down there with him, and I can tell you, he was he was having some good time. Is so. he already saying funner? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well. I hate I hydrated a little bit with, with Derek and Darren last night. I'm sure we invented some words. <laughs> uh, you bring up Bar Canada because uh, there's an event over there for the contest that you guys are running. Of course, uh, year three now of the millions, year two of the Survivor. Uh, again, Derek has been on our airwaves plenty, just talking about oh, uh, 
maybe we we flipped this around on the overlay. We had the we had the the wrong event with the bigger overlay. I don't think you guys have a reason to worry. You're going to get there in some way uh, over the next few weeks. But how has everything been so far with the way that the entries have gone, and and where do you expect to land on both of the contests? Yeah, I mean, Derek's uh, guaranteed ten million in the contests. Uh, you know, we have the Circa Million Three, like you said, back for year three, and then Circus Survivor back for year two. So. I certainly think uh, the last, you know, three, four days as we lead into the second contest weekend here has been very positive. You know, we did about 60 signups Monday, same thing on Tuesday. And then, you know, the last couple of days, uh, you know, 70, 80, 90, uh, we broke 100 signups uh, today. So certainly pacing in the right direction. Um, you know, are we going to get to the 4 million guarantee in the Circa Million or the 6 million in Circa Survivor? I don't know. Hopefully the market uh, eats up the overlay and uh, doesn't leave us kind of holding the bag, but uh, you know we'd, we'd love to have people come down, sign up for our contest, experience our product, and I think when all is said and done, you know we'll have somewhere between 4,500 and 5,000 people in the Circa Million, and you know we'll we'll be pretty close in Circa Survivor. We may not get there, but uh, like I said, uh, holding out hope that uh, the market kind of eats up that overlay. Just uh, just under 1,100 now. On the million. Yeah, so we uh, we crossed 25% uh, in the Circa Million. Uh, went over that a couple days ago. Uh, and we're, cross, we're getting ready to cross the, uh, the $1 million threshold in Circa Survivor. But, you know, when you look at our contests, they're no-rate contests. So 100% of the prize pool goes back to the players. Uh, you know, when you talk about plus EV things um, and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's a contest in which it's a loss leader for us. You know, the, the, the goal for us is really to get people down here, see the D, the Golden Gate, um, and, and Circa and experience everything we're doing. And uh, like I said, everything that goes into the prize pool goes back to the players, which, uh, you know, Derek and I and Mike Palm, you know, feel really good about. And that's nice because I'm going to win the Survivor. So <laughs> it's nice to know that there's no rake. And I've already picked my outfit out. It's sitting there on the bed. Just it, it, it's, it's, put the work it's, in. it's August 13th, and we already have a guarantee from Sean. When you, when you talk about the Survivor, I, I know, uh, you know there's a couple of wrinkles that Derek threw up his sleeve with uh, you know, Thanksgiving Day and Christmas week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you talk about the undefeated bonus prize uh, in which uh, you've got to go 20-0 and 0 and you have to select uh, one of the Super Bowl participants, uh, being either the Chiefs or the Buccaneers. How are you going to kind of approach, thing? are you, approach things in the sense of are you going to kind of map things out you know, for the course of the year? Are you going to save teams for Thanksgiving, stuff like that? I think the tricky thing is figuring out, okay, what do I want to do Thanksgiving and Christmas? Like you said, that'll be the first decision that I make. And I'll have a plan B just in case injuries happen. You know, you make that decision, you know, let's say, uh, God forbid, the starting quarterback gets hurt in week seven. You know, now that decision doesn't look as good. But I'm actually going to take the approach where I'm going to try and save my Tampas and Kansas Cities and Tennessees and Buffaloes to laters. I think I have a huge advantage and a great feel for the bottom third of the NFL. And I'm going to try and use some of those teams early in the season to get some wins so I can feel a little more confident if I get to the middle of the contest or to the end having legitimate teams left you know, to try and take me home. Yeah, I think it's a great point because I think when you look at Thanksgiving from last year, I think a lot of teams were saving the uh, a lot of people were saving the Cowboys, you know, thinking that <laughs> thinking that Dak Prescott was going to be the starting quarterback, and then obviously he gets hurt, he goes down, and you know the game's almost essentially a pick 'em. So, like I said, it, it's so interesting in terms of a game theory perspective about how people are going to 
to approach the, the holiday weeks and then, like I said, the, whether you're going to save the Kansas City and the Tampa Bays till till the end of the year when they possibly could be playing for nothing and, you know, already locked up that number one seed. Well, and, what, what I'm not going to do is buy two entries and take Jacksonville, Jacksonville and Houston. You're not going to do that I'm not doing that. Brought up I'm not doing night. that. I'm not in the set money on fire. I'm I don't have a problem with that. And, and Jeff, uh, you brought up, obviously, Thanksgiving last year. Uh, Washington, of course, ended up going on to win that game with ease against Dallas. And this year, at least on paper, Dallas seems to be the Thanksgiving team that I would be gravitating towards with the Raiders going to Arlington. But the Christmas slate, putting that in is totally diabolical. Because if we're counting, the, Derek has mentioned that the Thursday game will be included as well. Correct. So the Thursday game that week is San Francisco at Tennessee which is going to oh. be a really tight game more than likely if those teams are expect are what they are expected to be. The other two Christmas games, Sean, Cleveland at Green Bay and Indianapolis at Arizona. Yeah, and I think when you look at that, those are six teams that are probably in the upper tier of teams within the league. So, you know, I think you look at it, you got, you know, three very tough teams, you know, with 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 three very tough games with six very good teams and I, I think certain people are going to try to save all six, you know, uh, teams for Christmas or all six teams for Thanksgiving. And, you know, it, it, you're going to have to be very contrarian to your point uh, early in the season to get to that point. Here's what's interesting about the NFL. It's not college football. And by that, I mean this. You pretty much know some combination of Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Oklahoma is going to be in the college football playoff. NFL's not like that. Like, from year to year, you just don't really know. You know, you have an idea, but you don't know. People look at the Bucs now. They are locking. Before Brady got to Tampa last year, the Bucs hadn't been a playoff contending team for over a decade. So it only takes, like, one smart move in the offseason to put your team over the hump. People forget Chicago was in the playoffs last year. Hey, look, uh, (laughs) again, that seventh playoff team, and especially a 17th game, an eight and nine team in the playoffs is in play this year. Yeah, and I think when especially you especially in the NFCs, my yeah. bad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and I think when you look at Survivor last year, you know there was we had thirteen hundred and ninety uh, contestants, um, and one uh, there was uh, thirty five people who went uh, eighteen and zero. But there wasn't a ton of upsets. I mean, you had two historically you had bad, two really bad, two yes. historically the, the, bad. The Jets teams, and so. the Jaguars combining for three wins made it pretty easy. He's Jeff Benson. Just go, just go up to the counter, ask for Jeff. Best he'll say, he'll say hello best, to you here. Best book in the country. Jeff, thank you for being with us today. Appreciate you guys having me on. Enjoy the uh, preseason play. When we get back, Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus with us next here on the Nightcap on Decent. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.